Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Thursday, October 7th. My guys over at the Kingston Group build this podcast, the 440, every single morning for free for you. So remember them. If you're thinking about doing some work on your home, they are a locally owned, award-winning custom home and remodeling firm. And they know it takes a lot of time and effort and thinking before you make a big decision or big spend on your home. So make sure you talk to the Kingston Group. They'll help you with that process, whether it's two years out or five years out. Just talk to them. BuildKG.com is the website. That's the Kingston Group, BuildKG.com. As I've said in the past, Derrick Henry is a modern human evolution experiment playing out in real time in front of our faces. And apparently, Mike Vrabel and Todd Downing want to take the experiment to another level. Basically, the gist of it is, no human body has withstood the rigors of 400 touches per season in the NFL at running back. It breaks you literally as a living human being. But Henry is obviously a rare specimen, and with injuries still lingering all over the offense, more on that in a second, the Titans' star tailback will once again need to carry the offensive load this weekend against Jacksonville, especially against his hometown team, one that he has decapitated throughout his entire career. Henry averages 101 yards per game on 5.5 yards per carry against Jacksonville over his career and has topped 100 yards in six consecutive AFC South Divisional games. But even for a human cyborg freakazoid like Henry, his workload should be concerning because the Titans are going to have to lean on him again to bounce back from last week's putrid loss to the Jets. He's obviously leading the NFL in carries, yards, and touches, but is averaging almost a full yard less per carry this year than last, 4.5 instead of 5.4. And he's catching more passes, which means he's getting hit a lot more to produce those same yards. He is averaging 32 touches per game, and in a 16-game season, that would put him at 512 touches, and that would be an NFL record by a fairly wide margin. Only James Wilder in 1984 has ever had more than 460 touches in a season. But with a 17-game schedule, we're talking about 540 touches in a single NFL season at age 27. It could do permanent irreparable damage. Or maybe not, because a human like Derrick Henry has never before existed on this planet or anywhere near a professional football field. Hence the human evolution experiment that we are watching. Human versus NFL defense. Is Henry finally the one who can withstand the beating, touch the football 500 times, and not suffer any long-term consequences? I do not know the answer to that, and I wouldn't bet against Henry. But it sure seems like we're going to find out in real time, because right now it doesn't feel like the Titans offense has any other choice but to ride their superstar tailback, at least until guys like Julio Jones and even Darrington Evans can get back healthy and help shoulder some of the load. Speaking of the Titans practice and injury report from Wednesday, first and foremost, A.J. Brown was back on the practice field doing some stuff, which is way better than no stuff. He was doing some individual drills and looked pretty explosive, again, albeit in individual drills. And Bud Dupree was back along the defensive front. And if just those two alone can return to the field, this team is significantly more talented. So that is some good news. After four weeks on IR, Darrington Evans was in fact designated for return to practice, so that means he is on his way back. And while maybe not quite ready to contribute just yet, it's getting close and he could be a valuable piece that could be used to save some of the tread on Derrick Henry's tires. 
Mike Vrabel said that Roger Saffold is still in concussion protocol. He was out there on the practice field, but we're still not sure exactly how healthy he's going to be. And a whole host of pieces were missing in action, all for various reasons. Taylor Lewan and Ben Jones didn't practice along the offensive line. Julio Jones, Nick Westbrook-Akine, Henry and Jeremy McNichols were not out there on offense. Jeffrey Simmons, Jayon Brown, Chris Jackson were missing on defense. And of course, all-world punter Brett Kern was missing as well. All things to keep an eye on as we are just now in day one of practice for Jacksonville. All right, it's Thursday morning, so Josh Ward from WNML joins us here on the show. Josh, good to see you, man, especially after a very cathartic W for the Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, how has Knoxville uh, changed? Have, have expectations changed? Have the fans changed after that offensive showcase against Missouri? A little bit, but I don't think too much has gotten out of whack. I, I think fans understandably are excited about what the offense has been able to do, what it was able to do against a Missouri defense that is terrible, but Tennessee took advantage of it. And that's what fans wanted to see. So in terms of how fans have reacted and what they are expecting now moving forward, a lot of what I've heard is, hey, this allows us to be more competitive in most of these games. Talking about Ole Miss next week, there's there's an assumption that Tennessee beats South Carolina. You need to take care of business, but fans are expecting that to be a win, and I think should. I think most fans are saying, hey, this allows us to compete more with Ole Miss, and this gives us a better chance if our defense plays well enough against Kentucky to have a chance to win on the road, which I think are reasonable opinions. We took a hey, why can't we beat Georgia call on the radio this week? And I said, well, because of all those five stars that Shane Beamer told you about a couple of weeks ago, that would be the answer to that question. But I don't know too many people. I haven't had one friend say to me, you know what? I like our chances against Bama and Georgia. So I think overall the reaction has been reasonable. And fans, as you mentioned there, have been waiting to see something like that from Tennessee's football team. They needed it. It was refreshing. It had been a while. And fans, I think, have appropriately celebrated. So no excuses at all against South Carolina this weekend. You know, unless you have multiple quarterback injuries and you just you don't have an answer there, uh, I would say no. I, I don't think South Carolina should have enough coming in. You're rolling out these alternate uniforms to bring a little more energy to the stadium, right? If you're able to do what you did against Missouri, while South Carolina should present more problems with their defense than Missouri, your offense should have enough answers. So if Tennessee loses this game, fans should – I think should be upset and will be, I, I promise you, uh, after it happens. So I like Tennessee. I like Tennessee potentially by multiple scores in this game. Yeah, they're laying 10 right now, and I actually like them to lay the 10, which is terrifying. Um, sure. Six and six, or do you, do you, seven and five? Where are you at now with, with the final record? Yeah, I'm still probably six and six, but I think seven and five is uh, a real possibility. I would say unlikely, but you know that really comes down to if you – quote, take care of business against South Carolina, South Alabama, and Vanderbilt. That puts you at six and six. So the question then becomes, can you split Ole Miss and Kentucky? I think most people recognize that. And uh, I don't think splitting those two games is likely, but it is very possible. And, you know, the scenario I think is pretty easy to come up with. Let's say you, you play a competitive game, but you lose to Ole Miss. The Kentucky game, what helps is you have two weeks to get ready for that game. So two weeks to get your offense ready to where it's going to need to go score some points and they're going to challenge you up front on defense. I don't know where Tennessee's offensive line is going to be. That's a conversation down the road. They need to be healthier, I think, to have a really good chance to win that game. But the roadmap is essentially can in two weeks you get ready to go put up four touchdowns against Kentucky. If you can get 24 to 28 points against Kentucky, you probably like your chances. And that's not easy. I'm not saying that. 
but it's possible. So I lean six and six, seven and five became a very real possibility. Thanks to the win against Missouri. Josh Ward at Josh underscore Ward on Twitter, WNML in Knoxville. Always a pleasure talking with you. Enjoy uh, week six, my friend. Good to talk to you. You got it. Thank you. Of course, the 440 brought to you by the Kingston Group, locally owned, award-winning for a reason. BuildKG.com is the website. Make sure if you're going to do some work on your house, just have a conversation with my guys over at the Kingston Group. It will be beneficial to you even if you don't use them. BuildKG.com is the website. Remember the name, the Kingston Group. My name is Braden Gall. Thank you all for listening. Please share the show. We do appreciate it. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.